Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Night Shadows. I'm Stuart Best. Where the paranormal is normal. Where that which you thought you knew, you didn't. And where the future can be known, if you know exactly where to look. Well, good evening, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. We've got Larry on his phone down there in the south. Hi, Larry. Hey, Stuart. Um... I wanted to read a couple of scriptures here because of what the activity on the sun is uh, kind of, uh, how do we say, anomalous, and it's been anomalous for a long time. And I'd like to remind people also of the kill shot of Major Ed Dames and the remote viewing teams, which said that a whole series of huge CMEs would leave the sun and impact the earth, and they were so strong they would come down all the way to the surface. I suppose he's talking about, you know, radiation poisoning, which will kill you quickly if it's strong enough, and uh, that millions of people were going to die from it. He's never retracted it. Uh, in fact, I think he's basically confirmed it. Have You, you watch some of his stuff. Uh, has he said anything at all more, Larry, about the destroyer and the kill shot? No, he shared what he shared and, and then uh, repeated it a number of times on Art Bell and George Nury shows, and then he got really un- unusually quiet. And uh, <laughs> it's almost I like wonder he's why withdrawn. That is. Yeah, I'm sure we know. Yeah, uh, like Larry Parks, who did that... Uh, work on earthquakes and um, some of the uh, plasma lights you will see uh, just before an earthquake, which a lot of people mistake for UFOs, when in reality they're they're plasma balls that are released from deep within the earth. Anyway, I wanted to read from Isaiah chapter 30, 27 and 28. Behold, the name of the Lord cometh from far, burning with his anger, and the burden thereof is heavy. His lips are full of indignation, and his tongue as a devouring fire, and his breath as an overflowing stream shall reach to the midst of the neck to sift the nations with the sieve of vanity. And there shall be a bridle in the jaws of the people, causing them to err. Now, this is kind of interesting. It may or may not be a a reference to the destroyer. There's several in Isaiah. And the one that is most is uh, Revelation chapter 12. There appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet, and upon her head a crown of twelve stars, And she, being with child, cried, travailing in birth and pain to be delivered. Now, we already saw that sign. That was back in Rosh Hashanah 2017. And a lot of people poo-pooed that sign. So, well, that sign happens every year. Well, it does, and yet it doesn't. 
what made that sign the uh, I believe the, the the sign of this one was called the Conception Comet. It has never been around before, and it'll never be around again. And yet, exactly, I think nine months before this birth, it entered the womb of Virgo, and along with uh, Jupiter. And Jupiter, of course, represented uh, Jesus Christ and the man-child that he produces from his church. And uh, that uh, conception comment went in, impregnated Virgo, and then left. It's never been there before. It'll never be there again. And I think that is exactly why you can count on the revelation uh, the uh, 19, uh, 2017 as being a correct interpretation of that particular uh, sign. Anyway, but here's the interesting part, because there's a second sign which people skip over. And there appeared another wonder in heaven, and behold, a great red dragon having seven heads, and ten horns and seven crowns upon his heads. Now, this is very, very interesting phraseology because the destroyer has an entourage with it of seven planets. And um, is this a reference to the destroyer, great red dragon? Now, the ancients, which I will read part from, said, well, they weren't sure. Some of them called it a comet. Some of them said there was no reference. They had never seen anything like it before. But anyway, his tail drew a third part of the stars of heaven that cast them to the earth, and the dragon stood before the woman, which was ready to be delivered for to devour her child as soon as it was born. That's a reference to the um, man-child, which, if you go back and study, is uh, another reference, not only of the bride of Christ, but the man-child is also a reference to the the church. And if you do some study, you'll you'll see that. But anyway, what's very very interesting about this, from an earthly point of view, who has emerged on Earth? that has a symbol, <coughs> excuse me, that has the symbol of the dragon. Now, you may remember, you go back into Daniel, chapter 7, and you find the four beast powers, very symbolic. Lion, England, eagle's wings, the United States, the bear. Everybody knows who the bear is. Russia, and so on. And here we have another reference in Revelation of a red dragon. And guess who's rearing its ugly head? China, which basically owns the UN. The World Health Organization is deeply involved in the World Economic Forum and all of those people. And they hate, absolutely hate, the man-child and would love to kill them all. Kind of interesting anyway. Anyway, so it says, and she brought forth a man-child 
who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron. And her child was caught up, raptured unto God and to his throne. So it's kind of interesting how all of this is going to fit together now. Larry, you've seen the uh, destroyer in a vision. Yeah, many, many years ago, actually. Kind of interesting. I wanted to read from the Book of the Colburn and other places what we're dealing with here, because uh, Larry has posted a couple of pictures that were taken by the sun when it appears that one of the entourage, one of the planetoids of this massive uh, fallen sun or imploded sun or whatever you want to call it, um, that something is coming. And there are uh, more and more pictures are being displayed. And it ties, I believe, directly into the activity on the sun right now, which is very anomalous. Anyway, the sun and the stars once rose in the west and set in the east, the opposite, of course, of today. I mean, in the rising and setting of the sun and other heavenly bodies, how in those days that used to set where they now rise and used to rise where they now set. At certain periods, the earth has its present circular motion, and at other periods, it revolves in the reverse direction. In all the changes which take place in the heavens, this reversal is the greatest and the most complete. So what is the cause of all this? According to the ancients, it was the passing of a terrible red comet that has now gone by many different names, Typhon, Frightener, Doomshape, the Destroyer, Aegis, Planet of the Crossings, Nemesis, Planet X, in the Bible, simply called the Great Red Dragon. How could the ancient writings from various cultures all speak of a non-existent object, which a lot of people are now saying, well, it doesn't exist. You guys have been saying for a long time it's coming. We haven't seen it. Well, the evidence is getting more and more concrete that it is out there. And now, uh, I, I believe the government knows all about it. How do we know that? Well, then why are they going underground to escape what they think is coming? Anyway, what it really is scientifically appears to be a brown dwarf star. And Larry said when he was taken out to see it, it was kind of a smoldering, <laughs> what would you call that, Larry, from what you were shown? Well, it's uh, all the heat was deep within, uh, and it's like it, it never, when it, I guess you could say, aborted or, or birthed, it never ignited. You know, our sun had ignition, and it's, uh, you know, ongoing with light and heat and, and, well, gases and everything, you know. But uh, it looked like that this one had never ignited as a star. And as a matter of fact, ironically, uh, Richard Shaw, you know, he's passed on now, but 
he was a friend of mine, and, and he actually had uh, Glazerson and Herlich uh, run a tour code on Nibiru, the, the name Nibiru, and they found it, and uh, according to the, the little bit they ran, they didn't run much. But they just run a code real quick on Nibiru, and it came back and said, Nibiru, the star. So I guess it can be a star, and it, it, it possibly is a brown dwarf star that never ignited. ignited. Uh, it's, it's an anomaly, though. It's, it's almost indescribable. Yeah. This is kind of interesting, too. This is from the Hopis. The world then tweet, uh, teetered off balance. It spun around crazily. It rolled over twice. Mountains plunged into the seas, and the land was inundated. With a great shudder, the planet began rotating again. Now, there is a prophecy. In fact, there's a number of prophecies we know from Isaiah chapter 24, and what it has to say about this destroyer that uh, that is not very far off at all in timeline. Here's another one from uh, the Greeks. The scribes of Egypt maintained that four times the earth in its movements reversed itself. So the sun shifted and rose where it formerly set and set where it formerly rose. And then this one. The Egyptians prided themselves on being the most ancient people in the world. In their authentic annuals, one may read that since there has been an existence, the course of the stars has changed four times, and that the sun has set twice in the part of the sky where it now rises. Here's another one, ancient Chinese. The planets altered their courses. The sky sank lower towards the north. The sun, the moon, and the stars changed their motions. The earth fell to pieces, and the waters in its bosom, the deeps, rushed upwards and with great violence overflowed the earth. Well, you'll find that in Genesis. That's what happened back then. Heaven's pillars broke. And the bonds of the earth were ruptured. Heaven loomed over to the northwest. Hence the sun, moon, and stars were all shifted. The earth became empty. Now, the Hopi, not the Hopi, but the Inuit Indians have already begun to change and claim that uh, things are changing. And... Um, I wrote a special report and po posted it. It was free. You get to, if you go back into my uh, archives, you'll find it about the uh, cosmic intruders. I advise everyone to go read that because it's very, very real. And uh, <laughs> the ancients all spoke of this. And now here's uh, something from Gordon Michael Scallion, and he is of, like, I don't know what you'd call him, visionary. Whatever, he did a map, a future map of the United States and the world. Very, very interesting map. Anyway, he said, we, the science, this is what he was told, we, the scientific community, know that earth changes are coming, but the consensus is we can do nothing without upsetting the current delicate balance of the global economy. 
And if we were to announce what we know publicly and admit that we don't know what to do, it would set off a worldwide panic that would have be worse than keeping quiet and simply letting events unfold. Besides, there's always a chance that we and you, meaning Scallion, uh, be wrong, and nothing will happen at all. Here's another one from scientist James McKinney. The fact is that all government employees, especially those at NASA, are under strict gag orders not to tell the public of the coming public disaster. Uh, and this is from the Colburn. Men forget the days of the destroyer. Only the wise know where it went and that it will return in its appointed hour. So there you go, folks. This is what the Bible says in Luke 21, 25 through 26. And there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's heart failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming onto the earth, for the powers of the heavens shall be shaken. And uh, <laughs> that's an understatement, folks. It's a real understatement of what's coming. And here's another one from Kent McKinney. We are now looking into the future, no date given, at the possibility that another large object will arrive in our solar system and we already know that many world governments have already taken major steps to prepare complex cave cities to protect the few elite people. They have stocked these for eventual stays of 50 to 100 years complete with food, medical supplies, and all other human requirements. They have kept this secret and are essentially leaving the public to defend for themselves. Most will die in those caves, however, which, of course, is absolutely true. They're nuts if they think this is uh, it's going to save them. But the point is that uh, we now have truckers who have taken videos when they've gone down into these huge underground complex roads and cities and videotaped it and released it. You can find it on YouTube. Now, the Colburn Bible, let's get back to that one. It raged across. This is a destroyer. It raged across the heavens in the days of wrath. And this was its likeness. It was a billowing cloud of smoke enwrapped in a ruddy glow, not distinguishable in joint or limbs. Its mouth was an abyss from which came flame, smoke, and hot cinders. God caused a celestial dragon from out of the heavens, there's your dragon again, to encompass her, the earth about. The seas were loosened from their cradles. They rose up, pouring across the land. You'll find that in Jeremiah. If you don't believe it's not in the Bible, it is. Uh, the dragon was frightful to behold. It lashed its tail. It breathed out fire and hot coals. 
and a great catastrophe was inflicted upon mankind. The body of the dragon was cold, bright light, and beneath on the belly was a ruddy hue glow, which behind it trailed a flowing uh, tail of smoke, which is probably why some people thought it was a comet. It spewed out cinders and hot stones, and its breath was foul and stenchful, poisoning the nostrils of men. The passage caused great thunderings and lightnings to rend the thick, darkened sky. All heaven and earth were made hot. The seas were loosened from the cradles and rose up, pouring across the land. There was an awful, shrilling trumpeting which overpowered even the howling of the unleashed winds. So there you go, folks. Uh, Then came a day, another book of the Cobra, uh, when all things became still and apprehensive. For God caused a sign to appear in the heavens so that men should know that the earth would be afflicted, and the sign was a very strange star. The star grew and waxed to a great brightness and was awesome to behold. It poured forth horns and it sang, being unlike any other scene. So men, seeing it, said among themselves, Surely this is God appearing in the heavens above us. The star was not God, although it was directed by his design but people had not wisdom to understand. So there you go. Uh, I can break away from this, but we're dealing with something now that is approaching another sign of the end of of days and the end of probation of mankind on earth, and people are just poo-pooing it. They're walking away from it saying, ah, it's not true. Yes, it is, folks. It's very true. It's all coming to pass exactly as the Bible said it would. And uh, anyway, you got any comments on that? Well, I was thinking as you were sharing that, some of the movies we've seen like uh, uh, 2012, you know, where a whole lot of what you described occurred. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, the movie Melancholia, uh, the movie, uh, uh, well, the old black and white movie, you know, about the two uh, incoming uh, out of nowhere, they were kind of interstellar objects that came in. And uh, it's just just many, many, many of the, you know, shows that we've seen have portions of that involved. And a matter of fact, oddly enough, you know, I did some research when that movie came out knowing, and I know you remember that one. Oh, yeah. I tried to track where whoever... And, of course, people pro or con, you know, people that watch that get different things from it. But uh, the scenario of it, though, I was trying to find out who actually wrote the screenplay, you know, kind of like uh, uh, Dan Gordon, you know. He wrote screen. He wrote the screenplay for, uh, uh, I think it was uh, Tombstone, you know. Yes. Uh, Wyatt Earp, and uh, anyway, well, somebody had to write that, and when I dealt with some of the people involved, I back and forth with emails, uh, one of them told me that uh, 
the guy that claimed to write the screenplay actually had a shocking dream he couldn't forget that began that, and he wrote it off of that dream he had. Now, when I contacted the individual himself personally, uh, it really shocked him, and he didn't really want to talk about it and said, oh, it's just a... It was just a story I sat down and wrote. and uh, But I think there was more behind the movie knowing and how it came to pan out and, and become a film than what we're really ever going to know. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that was a great film. And, uh, of course, the way it ended is exactly kind of like what the Bible says, because even one of the Bible quotes I saw a long time ago said that, God was going to use the sun to terminate our global civilization. And um, uh, in the book of Isaiah, it more or less indicates the same thing because it says that uh, the sun will give off seven times the light it does now, and men will be scorched with fire, and uh, it's going to end our global civilization. Well, what would cause the sun to become so aggravated and uh, we, we have this comet that's coming in. It's already sprouted the wings. Now, I'm not saying that's a story. I don't think it is. But what I think it is is a warning. to man. It's another sign from the heavens that this is coming, that the destroyer is on its way, and uh, et cetera, et cetera. Now, getting to the sun, there is a massive coronal hole. It's what? Maybe a little less than a quarter of the sun's surface is facing the Earth. I've never, I don't think I've seen a coronal hole quite this big. Maybe uh, there have been some really large ones, but anyway, uh, space weather, CME impact, sparks, strong geomagnetic storm. One and possibly two CMEs hurt ma hit magnetic field December 1st. So, folks, if you're feeling a little bit arthritic, arthritic, or you may be getting a little brain fog, it depends on how it affects you, uh, we have had uh, a storm. Larry, you've been kind of following this. You get all the warnings. What's the latest? Well, it's actually uh, we had three CMEs off the, the sun, and as those were incoming, if you will, uh, we had two more, which this is just a couple of days ago. One was a M, I think it was uh, 3.2, and then right following that was a really massive M 9.8, which is basically, you could just call that an X, if you will. And, mm -hmm. uh, and so the three incoming uh, ones, they began to impact, uh, November 30th, December the 1st, and now December the 2nd. Tomorrow we'll get more impact, but today my phone was showing that we were in a G3. Uh, that's a strong uh, geomagnetic storm situation. And, of course, we've got the other two that are incoming, I suppose, uh, you know, in, in a, day, a few more days. Uh, we'll get those, but uh, the sun's just getting wild. I mean, literally wild. As a matter of fact, some of these CMEs that have been coming didn't come from sunspots. They fired off out of uh, magnetic filaments that have exploded. We're seeing all kind of anomalies with the magnetic filaments, and now we've got the uh, coronal holes, which sends you all that massive 
you know, the protons and the energized particles. And, hey, I mean, and, and of course, we're getting lots and lot, And we never talk about this too much, but we're getting just absolutely overdosed on planet Earth with radiation. Yes. Yeah, and even the Schumann residence uh, is spiking. It's going all over the place. Um, getting back a little bit, there's a fellow down, I, I'm not sure where he's from, but he's been following this planet X or the destroyer now for some time. Uh, he's got two positions that he now thinks we're going to be looking at. Arrival for April. Now, I thought this was interesting, of 2024, uh, because of the uh, X, the solar eclipse coming over the United States, April 8th. 2024, that's not far away, folks. Uh, five months. Anyway, he's got another one, position arrival for April again in 2025. He's got a few notes here. He says, a potential first sighting time window. And I think he's talking about where the public will actually see this. The Asian astronomers sighted Planet X7X. So I think he's talking about this entourage as well as the destroyer. At 13 months before the arrival of it in 1054 A.D., excuse me, the Asians in uh, 1054 A.D. had no light pollution to deal with as we do today. It depends on the level of light pollution in your particular viewing area, so expect a late sighting of P7X, that's what he calls it, as scripture alludes to, expected in six to seven months. So he released this some time ago, I guess. And uh, based upon the timeline of P7X estimated arrival three to five days after Passover, uh, which year we don't know, this is a reason for an estimated date. We need a sighting to occur, and then we can project and confirm the arrival date. The world's governments will probably issue a 40-day warning for P7X arrival. This will also confirm the arrival date of Messiah. <laughs> well, what happens when we have the passage of Nibiru and arrival? The Anunnaki, Zechariah Stitchin. Now, he takes great leave with Scripture, never posts anything that opposes his point of view. But what does the Bible say in Thessalonians about the arrival? It's connected to the destroyer, folks. So the closer it gets, uh, the worst problems we're going to have, I guess. Anyway, what, what do you want to bring to the table tonight, Larry? Well, interestingly, too, I was going to mention that, you know, John Moore has had a lot of data from the U.S. Navy and the Naval Department, and, all, you know, they also had a map similar to Sitchin's, I guess, that they had put together what's going to happen when this uh, system causes what it causes and the after effects. You know, he's got that data. And then also uh, I was going to mention that... Uh, 
by the way, I was going to mention also that somebody had sent me a uh, contact person on uh, the secret letter, the Armenian letter, and so I'm going to be yes. working a little bit more research on that to see if I, I – I just can't quite let that go as long as there's, a, a, I guess you could say, a string to pull or a thread to pull, uh, because I think that was extremely important. Now, nothing's ever came out, and nothing may ever come out, but uh, – you know, it's going to be interesting if we pull the string and something begins to unravel. However, all of this seems to tie together the time frame, uh, the scenarios that we're seeing, um, you know, and, and Planet X News, you know, I sent you up like, the video of that. And yes. one of his that, that, that he had from these flares revealed uh, a, a large object with, uh, it, I can't remember how many I saw, um, Four or five, it looked like. It wasn't all seven of them, but four or five were in the picture. Uh, so he's really revealed with his uh, videos and, and photography a lot of what's really out there confirming what, what we've all said. One of the things that is interesting, though, is, uh, if, you know, if you listen to a little bit of data from, uh, from uh, oh, what's his name? I'm trying to remember his name. The the guy that does the uh, stuff with Barry sometimes. Uh, yeah, Michael Sala. Yeah. You know, Masala, yeah. Michael Sala, Sala. And also, yeah, also a couple of others are talking that they believe that this, uh, the destroyer really, the reason you can't put a finger on it, it's kind of in and out of a portal as it comes this way. And it just, its travels are so un, I guess you could say you're unable to figure the course exactly, and especially tie it into an arrival time when, like Stan Dale said, sometimes it slows down, sometimes it speeds up, sometimes it just stops. <clears throat> you know, it's almost so difficult, but uh, that intrigued me a little bit when Michael Sala and some of the people into his investigation seemed to indicate that also, uh, around this destroyer was some type of portal area, and of course, uh, you know, we don't know, but we do know, oddly enough, I'll mention this, since people think that might not be specific, I'll mention that for, there's been numerous people that have photographed or viewed very, very odd craft of some kind that have come in and out of our sun, so there's a whole lot we don't know. Yes. And, of course, God's angels that are in control of the sun, according to the scripture. And uh, so I don't think people really, you know, is, I, I, I'm not sure why they don't believe the scriptures other than the fact that they've been brought up that the scriptures is just mythology. It has no valid whatever and of course um the scripture is being verified by science they just don't realize how much the, the what science has uncovered is exactly what the bible says and they they will never make that connection because they can't make that jump from being an earthly scientist over to i guess what they would call the spiritual realm or the realm of religion etc 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 but what's interesting to me about this approach of the destroyer is the UFO business and how we're being the acclimation project 
is working almost overtime. Here's a little article. It's kind of interesting. UFO truth embargo. Someone, please send us insider's account to Tucker, meaning Tucker Carlson. The following five explanations for the never-ending UFO truth embargo are presented in response to Tucker Carlson's epic interview with Representative Tim Burchett. Uh, there is more unvarnished truth in that one video presentation about the unlawful UAP truth embargo provided by an elected representative than any other in U.S. history. However, there are missing from the excellent video expose were the real reasons for the longest and most intensive cover-up ever covered or conducted by American officialdom. Here are the five top reasons. One, the U.S. federal government has engaged in formal contacts and contracts uh, and official agreements with evil ETs that are profoundly treasonous and which severely violate the human rights of, of Amer not just Americans, all world. Hence, disclosure would reveal this utterly odious treachery in turn to populace against the government, which, by the way, does happen according to that near-to-well erstwhile noise in Phoenix Rising. That's what she says happens. These aliens... Because the government won't uh, uh, announce it. They're just leaking little things, part of the acclimation project. But it's, she claims it is when the aliens actually come out into the open themselves. So anyway, number two, much of the highly advanced UFO technology, which has been reversed engineered over the years, is being used for malviolent uh, purposes, and some even being used to further control and target the American people in very nefarious ways. And we do have that deal where, I can't remember if it was special forces or who it was, but I think they were down like in the Philippines somewhere on a mission, and they ran into a UFO, uh, hovering above the ground, and then it landed, and uh, it was a drug running operation. So they're 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 using anti gravity devices to run drugs now all over the world. Number three, the powers that be, who currently oversee the entire planetary civilization, want all of humanity to believe that they are gods by virtue of their advanced technologies, which have been given to them by the evil ETs. Therefore, any revelations about UFO truth would immediately expose them as mere tools of the EBEs uh, from off-planetary civilizations, who are far more intelligent and superior in terms of destructive weaponry. The military-industrial complex, number four, has a vested interest to never see those highly secret and sophisticated technologies ever revealed to the public 
because it gives them extraordinary power over the masses, especially serving to distract the citizenry via UFO events, which are mostly UFO military experiments using reversed engineered technology. Number five, now you might remember the X-Files, where they talked about some of this stuff. Five, UFOs and alien activity have been both witnessed and pointed out over millennia as evidenced by archaeological records and countless written accounts. So once the cover-up began, the costs associated with reversing it became more enormous and impractical by the year. Conclusion. The number one and ludicrous excuse offered by governments around the world for decades as to why the truth embargo has never been lifted is that we, the people, are not ready to hear it. (laughs) Anyway, what do you think, Larry? Well, that's very, very interesting. And by the way, uh, you know, uh, the Daily Star from the U.K. had this uh, report came out yesterday on November the 30th, and it's one that uh, we've known about. A few months ago, they began to talk about uh, some... uh, uh, some alien mummies that they were getting from Peru to bring to Mexico to uh, run tests on. And, of course, Peru was where Richard Shaw and L.A. Marzulli and all of those went to and dug into the artifacts. They dug into, uh, remember, the cone heads? They, they yes. found the cone head skulls and all and basically proved that they were extraterrestrial, that they really wasn't uh, human, and that... Uh, they did DNA testing on the skull uh, deposits and and proved that. And, and what's interesting is, uh, and I guess you've, you've probably heard of Jamie Mosan, but Jamie mm-hmm. Mosan in Mexico is a real good friend of Richard Shaw's. That was, you know, our friend. We had mm-hmm. him on the shows a lot. And yes. anyway, here's the new headline. Mexican alien mummies are definitely not human. And I saw a picture of that today, too. I'll send you one when I get a chance tomorrow or the next day. But it said, and they have 30% of DNA of an unknown species. Jamie Musson in Mexico presented the DNA test proof on the centuries-old alien uh, corpses from the Peru find. And I looked at those myself, and they looked like they they really appeared very similar to the grays, actually in shape, and but their color is more of a purple color, not particularly gray. But uh, this is very interesting, Stuart, and it's odd that this is coming out now. Yep, it's all coming together, and of course, what people really are going to have trouble with this is real. What Dr. Salah talks about is real. It's, it's, when you talk about the delusion of the scriptures, it, uh, or illusion if you want to call it that, it is, it, it's, how do I word this? The reality of it is what's going to fool humanity. Because these things are going to manifest in time space. It's going to appear as though when they arrived that they arrived from where they claimed they did, different planets and otherwise. That's why they look different, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. 
when in reality they are interdimensional creatures, fallen angels, come here to deceive the human race. That's what Cephalonians is all about. Oh, it'll be real. You'll be able to reach out and touch them, talk to them. They'll have educational stuff with them. They're going to prove, I believe, that they are the creators of of humanity, when in fact they're liars, total liars. But uh, we could spend a lot of time on that. But it's just very, very interesting how this is going down. And as Larry said, look at the timing of all this. Why is it all coming together right now? Well, what did Jesus tell us? When you see all these things converge, know you that I am at the door. So this is where we are. I wanted to bring up a little bit more about this banking uh, shutdown that's going on all over the United States and the world, basically. Here's another headline. J.P. Morgan Chase to shut down 160 bank branches across the United States. Ten U.S. banks begin testing digital currency to completely replace cash. Ten banks in the United States are working with the New York Innovation Center, part of the Federal Reserve, to test a regulated liability network, a digital currency platform that will replace cash. Remember, we warned you, using cash will be a criminal act once this thing gets going. Once they have control over your digital wallet and your digital currency, then they control you totally. And when you tie that to the seven-year agreement with the U.N. to bring about their 2023 to 2030 um, agenda, when you tie that to the World Economic Forum's comments, uh, this is going to be the mark of the beast when it arrives. And so I do expect the arrival, actually, of the two witnesses not too far from now. Even more so, I expect a false flag event to come out just about any time. What do you think, Larry? I think a false flag event is almost overdue at this point. Well, I, I had a couple of experiences. You want me to go ahead and share those? Yes. Yes, by all means. Uh, yeah, I, I, I've got a little book where I write stuff down, and I, I had a – I'm go, I'm not asking anybody to believe this is the Lord, but during my prayer walks, I, I – believe that when he speaks a word to me i come home and write it in my book and if i see something or or you know have an experience or a dream you know i try to note that too and these are both real simple i had two experiences november the 30th and uh and like i say people believe what they want to but i i believe these are accurate uh i was on my prayer walk in the morning and taking a walk november the 30th and as i was walking Uh, this word kind of dropped into my spirit, and then I came home and noted it down. So I quote, while America continues efforts to destroy Trump, America's enemies encircle her, but she sees it not, unquote. And and as a matter of fact, I got thrown off the radio show today when I started talking about what's going on in – Venezuela and Brazil and, and you know, Guana. Uh, yeah, t- tell us about that. You know, 
Well, let me let me give you the second one real quick first before I get out of my stuff here. But that was the one thing. That was the word I got. And then suddenly, also, uh, that evening, I was watching America's Voice News, and uh, here's what I noted down. It, it was kind of a quick vision, but I was watching an ad, but it was a quick vision during the ad. Uh, basically, and, and I quote, I was watching America's Voice News and saw a beautiful scene of an American flag flying in a gentle breeze. And that was an ad I was watching, by the way. And suddenly, I saw quickly four or five stars fall from that flag. Boy, that makes you think, don't it? That's secession of four or five states, most likely Oklahoma, Texas, maybe Florida, Alabama is a very conservative, too. That's probably that area they're going to secede. We already uh, mentioned how that town in Michigan was going to uh, set up their own militia, and they were not going to enforce anything that that communist governor they have uh, tried to enforce. So this is kind of interesting. And here's another headline that's kind of a, uh, well, let me let me answer. Yeah, your, go ahead, Larry, answer. with what you were going to talk about. Yeah, well, you'd asked me a question to, to say something about that South America situation. Yes, and it's it's really interesting because it's nowhere in American news, particularly unless you search for it. Uh, Hal Turner put it up uh, about three or four days ago. He put up a alert on it and. Uh, Never heard anything, couldn't vet it, but yesterday morning on November the 30th, um, Steve uh, Bannon began to talk about it, talk about us sending all of these troops. And a matter of fact, uh, Monkey Works U.S., you know, that puts out the videos, they were talking about large airplane uh, flights that were going out of the country with, you know, hauling our our, our military out of the country. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, Anyway, uh, Hal Turner said basically what was going on was that, and if you remember, uh, probably a year ago or more, almost two years ago, you know, Biden was in office, and suddenly we had China flying in troops and weapons and missiles and all of this. Russia was flying in troops and weapons and missiles, all of it going into Venezuela. And that's been going on now for three years since uh, Biden's been in office. Well, suddenly... Venezuela's military, according to Hal Turner, and now supported by uh, America's Voice News, says that uh, Venezuela has invaded Guana and is moving also uh, towards uh, the Brazilian border. Brazil has sent its army into Guana, and there is an active, uh, what uh, Steve Bannon said, a kinetic warfare in progress with American troops there also, supporting Brazilian troops that were at war in the area of Venezuela, Guana, and uh, Brazil. And it's a big deal, but the, but it can't get out. The American press won't talk about it. But, I, Stuart, I was thinking, with the border being no border, Stuart, they could drive tanks across our border now, and we couldn't stop it. There's no resistance on our border. Yeah, and even if we tried to stop it, uh, Washington, D.C. would try to put an end to that. We're totally corrupted, folks. I mean, the, the government's been taken over by the communists. They don't want to call them communists. 
But these Democrats are not, shouldn't ever be called Democrats. Or the rhinos shouldn't be called rhinos. They need to be called what they are, communists. They're taking over the nation. They've infiltrated. They're taking it over. They've infiltrated the judiciary system. We don't have a, a, a legal system anymore. And that's exactly what the communists do when they take over uh, a nation. They destabilize it. They infiltrate every a avenue of uh, what makes a country great, I guess one could say. And uh, that's just the way it goes. And they've done it. And they are, uh, how do I say, they've won. And the American people are sitting here twiddling their thumbs. And even those who know what's going on, if you try to talk to your neighbor, all they do is roll their eyes and call you a tinfoil hat conspiracy theorist. And uh, so you can't stop it. There's no way this is ever going to be stopped. We have to go down. Bible prophecy says in Daniel chapter 7, the fourth beast power, which is, I believe, the United Nations is the only, and I do mean the only, organization that we have in the world today that matches every single parameter that God gave to us to identify this fourth beast power. It's the United Nations. And I've known that for years. The Lord led me to that a long, long time ago. Now the U.N. is going to take over the whole world. Well, it basically already has. And the people just don't realize it yet, but they're going to. Anyway, um, another headline getting back to the bankers. We are witnessing an avalanche of branch closings as U.S. banks desperately try to stay alive. They're, they're getting ready for this whole digital system. It's coming much faster, I believe, than people realize. Anyway, what else you got, Larry, you want to bring up? Well, I was going to bring up also the fact that uh, evidently uh, Biden has basically betrayed Israel, and we found out that uh, we're the ones behind Hamas, basically. We're, we, mm -hmm. I guess you could say we not only did we birth al-Qaeda, that you know the Taliban and and ISIS and especially ISIS, uh, all of a lot of that was uh, birthed during uh, the Muslim Brotherhood movement of Obama, which is still underway, and America is yep. actually uh, captivated right now by the Muslim Brotherhood, but uh, Hamas also is Muslim Brotherhood, and uh, here's a headline from live from Studio Six B. Uh, last night, Biden and Blinken will do everything they can to stop Israel from defeating Hamas. Netanyahu must, I repeat, must tell Biden, and I'm not going to tell you, you know, I don't know if you know what Musk told somebody in his interview the other day. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. But if you, do, if you did, this is what that live from Studio 6B said, that Israel needs to tell Biden the very same thing. <laughs> You know, and I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna go into that. But I guess, uh, yeah, that would be apropos. Anyway, says Israel does not have U.S. support in this war with Hamas. Israel has been betrayed by the Biden administration and the U.S. and they support Hamas, and that's a fact. Matter of fact, yes, the U.S. State Department Blinken has went to Israel and told them that it cannot operate in southern Gaza. 
And so what's occurred now is uh, everything blew up this morning. Actually, this is Friday. We're talking December the 1st. Everything blew up. Uh, they found out some of the hostages were dead and that uh, Hamas was kind of carrying out this charade of giving a trickle here and a trickle there back and buying for time like they've always done. And they were also trying to set devices that would explode, you know, up against uh, some of the Israelis that are inside mm-hmm. Gaza. And so anyway, basically the war's on. I mean, the war began again this morning, you know, and I, I don't know. I guess uh, the best way I can put it is Israel basically said F. Biden. But uh, <laughs> anyway, Hamas fired 50 rockets into southern and central Israel uh, about noon today, and Israel is firing back and attacking, and I guess the war is on. Well, not now who said we're going to vanquish. When you fight a war, see, we don't fight wars anymore, folks. We have what we call police actions, special operations. They're never called war. A war is when you vanquish your enemy. You, you, you take it over. World War II, what did we do to Japan? We took it over. It doesn't matter if you give it back later, but that's the whole object of a war. Now we have little stalemated police actions, and this is kind of interesting because Noise, in her book, uh, Mary Summer Rain wrote, Noise said that wars that the American people would start to refuse their sons and daughters to go to the military and go into the military to fight wars that were not wars. What are we watching? We're watching the U.S. military being decimated. People are not even, they're the, um, what do they call those people, the enrollment people for the U.S. military. I used to know what their name was. But anyway. Um, Recruiters? They, they can't, yeah. They can't, they can't find any, uh, anybody. These recruiters can't find anybody. They're having a really bad time. So anyway, I wanted to drift into this one, too, a little bit off subject. They're using the COVID playbook all over again. This time, it appears to be the white lung syndrome being used to steal the 2024 election. I'm not so sure we'll have a 2024 election. But anyway, what's also very interesting, here are some headlines from Drudge mystery wave of child pneumonia hits america ohio is a hot spot a breakout in massachusetts switzerland sweden denmark see a surge in white lung syndrome experts warn europe prepare for the worst taiwan urges citizens avoid all travel to china Hazmat suits are returning. They're using, folks, the same M.O. they did before. Final last words, Larry. What else you got? Got about a minute left. Well, one thing that uh, came up was interesting today is a uh, Republican from the House in Missouri, you know, from the Missouri, uh, said that he's heard that they're going after, going to begin to go after the uh, House troublemakers like uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene and others, are going to begin to indict them. It doesn't matter the charge. It don't matter if it's real. They're going to indict them and begin to try to jail them and and totally remove them. So basically Washington's over. 
Yeah. Yep, and that may be a, like you. I think you said when we were talking on the phone earlier that this might be another one of the triggers for the breakup of the union. Anyway, uh, thanks a lot, Larry, for coming on. Thanks, everyone, for listening. It's a heads up. We don't know if a false fall, flag could occur anytime, tonight even. Who knows? Uh, we just don't. Anyway, take care of yourselves, and uh, heads up. Anyway, good night. Thanks for listening.